Kippy Zone rolls on. Our number two. Away we go. Big thank you to Quaid Cummins. Jumping on with us, sharing what life is like on the Corn Ferry Tour for him and obviously his uh, his path since the University of Oklahoma. It's uh, always kind of intriguing, isn't it? It may be intriguing. That's not the right word, but enlightening when you hear from somebody like somebody like Quaid Cummins and what his adventure in life is like. Brian, it's, you know, we see these golfers and, you know, I'm thinking John Rahm and McElroy and Spieth and Tiger Woods and Mickelson and all these, you know, professionals that are entrenched stars. But for somebody like Quade Cummins that's just onto the Corn Ferry Tour and you just left the University of Oklahoma, it is a, it's a different world to try and reach that what now we've been talking about this morning, those elevated events and that designated event on the PGA Tour, it can be a grind, man, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh, it's an absolute grind. There's no guaranteed money. You're out there. You don't have the big sponsor deals that um, a lot of the PGA Tour guys have. You're not flying any private jets. These guys are driving together in cars from event to event, sharing hotel rooms. I mean, you heard Creel last year when he was our first guest on our first episode you know it's a grind and you're out there you know competing against 125 or whatever other guys that only 25 of you're moving up and there's another whole big slew of golfers right behind trying to get on the corn ferry tour you know and so it is an absolute grind it's very similar to what people when they start talking about it's a dog eat dog world like juco basketball same deal you know it's 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 really really tough i mean the fact that they're on the corn ferry is you know a huge accomplishment they're obviously one of the best you know collegiate players to graduate but now it's a whole different deal to be able to stay out there right you have to earn your way jackson yeah and like quade said the luxury of breaks is not really something that you can afford just because the the pressure is so high to really make it to that next level get that uh get that top 25 corn fairy card that gets you exempt into elect pga tour events that 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 doesn't stop and even if you take a week off other people aren't like quade said as well i mean there's just people that aren't taking the time off right because everyone wants to go out there and make it onto the tour that badly the drive and the hunger are very very different on the corn fairy tour because in in a roundabout way and it could maybe seem a little extreme to say it's i mean it's really a battle for survival out yeah. there that's their livelihood and they're they're trying their best to get out there and do it day in day out so they can get those deals they can get that big money and they can then really take the time and really think about what they want to do on the PGA Tour. And that's even after they make it onto the PGA Tour and they play in these events that establishes them and their money there. So it, it doesn't stop on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's a very, very different breed of golf. And what has been one of the knock on the live guys? It's, oh, they took the easy road. They took the, the easy, guaranteed cash way out. Well, when you're an entrenched star, you've got that option. But I think, you know, as I'm listening to you there, Jackson, uncomfortable is the word that, that comes to mind for me. It's it's just uncomfortable for a lot of guys that are on this Corn Ferry Tour trying to earn that PGA Tour exemption first and then obviously full-time PGA Tour status. It's it's a grind, man. But uh, obviously a solid, solid rookie season for Quade Cummins. He finished 70th on the Corn Ferry Tour regular season points list. 
long ways to go to get into that top 25 to where, again, you're getting uh, some PGA Tour exemptions. But uh, all things considered, three top 25s and uh, one tied fourth finish where you were in the final group on Sunday at the Huntsville Championship. Not too shabby for Quade Cummins. It would have been uh, it would have been an interesting question, Brian, to hear his response. So your first event is the Panama Championship. You finished tied 15th. After that, did you kind of look around and say to yourself, oh, man, this is going to be easy. No big deal. I'll be getting top 25s left and right on the uh, Court Ferry Tour, and then lo and behold, you finish with uh, with three. He probably knew, though, right, that, uh, hey, I just got off to a great start. It's not going to be this easy every week. No, these guys play so much high-level competitive golf as juniors before they get to college. They know how deep the competition field is. And, you know, I think he just proved what we've talked about many times on this show is that you can knock these young guys like a Taylor Gooch or a Eugenio Shikaro for going to live. But it is hard to survive out there, even once you get to the PGA Tour like Taylor did. And it's it's even harder for somebody like Eugenio that's not there, right? So, hey, for those guys taking a big chunk of guaranteed money, who could ever knock them for that? Because it's no different than the baseball player, right, that comes out and let's just say for a number of purposes, he gets a million-dollar signing bonus and then gets sent to Class A ball in North Carolina. Well, many of those guys never make it to the major leagues, and it's really hard to feed your family on a Class A or AA baseball salary, even AAA, right? Yeah. I mean, when you go out there, I mean – a lot of it, the glory comes from seeing the people who have made it, gotten to the best of the best. And we don't see necessarily the grind and the time and the effort and the work and sometimes the the failure that takes place when you're trying your best to get to that elite of the elite level. And so when we talk about, I mean, AAA ball is not the same as professional baseball. And we know that Corn Ferry Golf is a much different breed of golf than the PGA. These are the guys who struggle for a time to be able to make that money. And then when you talk about the live, Brian said it. I mean, security is something that can't be understated financially. And uh, when you think about, okay, I can work hard for the whole year and maybe make such and such figure, or the live is going to pay me that outright, I can go, I can enjoy my year. Play... One less round each event. Exactly. Play one less round. And then I can keep working on that in my off time knowing I'm going to be financially secure for this year. Now, if you play in the bottom portion of the live, you're going to be off and other people are going to come in. I think that's one of the stipulations of the live. But you have that year of comfort where you can actually worry about your game rather than I'm going to go out and just fight for my paycheck. That's a very different type of security, and you can understand the allure to some of these younger guys coming in who are just like, I'm going to take this and run with it. That way I can work on my game to the best of my ability with as minimal a worry as I possibly can. And we continue to see the trickle-down effects again as we were talking about with the PGA Tour and their designated events. Uh, You guys sparked something talking about – well, Brian, you sparked something talking about the live and the PGA Tour can work together. I, you'd like to see some form of reconciliation. It got me thinking about something. Before we shift gears and dive into that, though, Brian, tell everybody where you're at today. And do we have 
perhaps some sort of a giveaway for the people? Well, you know, what I have right now is I've got two pairs of tickets to the men's basketball game this afternoon. All you have to do is come by and tell me you want two tickets, and I've got them right here for you. But we are just truly blessed to be at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds for our second annual Common Grounds Coffee Festival. And we're going to have Mr. Randy Gardner with us here uh, at the bottom of this hour to tell us all about this event and how it benefits uh, this community and entities that help this community. And it's just fantastic. So, hey, come on out here. It's $10. There's probably 60-plus vendors. Come on out get some great coffee. And there's lots of other things. It's great family events. Come on out. It sounds like it's buzzing out there. Is it packed? It is packed. Literally, I, I've been out to this uh, Cleveland County Fairgrounds hundred times. I've never parked further away. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, and when you're lugging that equipment because yeah. you don't want to drag it through the gravel and get it all dirty, you know, it's pretty good haul. Not going to lie to you. Yeah. For an old guy like me, anyway. <laughs> well, we, we our planning was less than optimal. I, we should have had somebody out there with you. But it sounds like things are going great, and we can't wait to hear from Randy Gardner here in uh, just a little bit. So, there's a bunch we can dive into, but you just got me thinking about the PGA Tour and the Live and can they work together to create some form or fashion where now the PGA Tour, we continue to see the trickle-down effect, right, of what the Live Tour's success or even just the Live Tour's existence has brought to the PGA Tour. You've got eight designated events where the FedEx Cup points are now elevated in all of those events. It's just the 70 to 78 top players that take part in the eight uh, designated events. And, oh, by the way, there's no cuts. So we continue to see the changes, the metamorphosis on the PGA Tour. Can these powers that be work together? Here's one event I would love to see. Even if they don't set it up, Brian, to where as you – sort of suggested they allow these live golfers to come over come over and take part in those designated events or just some sort of shuffling to where PGA Tour players could then come over and play maybe a live event or two. What I would like to see, give me the live tour versus the PGA Tour. And I'm not talking about in a major championship. I'm saying give me the Ryder Cup of those two entities against each other. Is that not the most made-for-TV event of all time? Well, that'd be fantastic. There's been some talk about that. I mean, I don't think anything at an executive level that I've heard of, but there has been some talk of that. And you talk about uh, an event that would generate a ton of buzz and financial interest. It'd be outstanding. But, you know, what I think we've got to see to really set this thing in motion is we need one of the live players to win a major this year or win two majors. That happens. Then we have, okay, How's it any different than Europe versus U.S., other than being countries, right? The battle lines have been drawn, per se, so let's get it on. You you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if a especially the Masters. I mean, if you had, and that goes back to your point at the, at the beginning of hour number one, we talked about, you know, what would be best for the Masters, and we can kind of come back around to that point because I think I'm going to hit that on the head right now, is if we had potentially Cam Smith win the Masters or Brooks Kepka win the Masters. The he's not winning anything. No, he's not confidence. winning anything. I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying, though. If if you had one of these guys come out, or maybe Patrick Reed wins it again. You know he's, we know he's had success there. He won it in 2018. 
And if you had one of those guys in year number one of live golfers playing in the Masters, that is going to be something that is going to be talked about, and that will have a trickle effect. And so it, I think Cam Smith has the best opportunity to do it because he's got the best putter in the game. Cam Smith going around Augusta, playing the brand of golf we know he can play after he showed what he could do uh, at St. Andrews, that's going to be the biggest trickle-down effect for the next probably five years because executives are going to be talking about it, TVs and sponsors are going to want it to take place, and then at that point, we would probably get that versus match between the Live and the PGA Tour. So Cam Smith winning the Masters would be the biggest situation that happens coming out of the first major. Okay, I love it. Let's marinate on that, and let's dive more into it next. I've got some uh, interesting figures, by the way, from the Live Tour's viewership that we can pass along. There's been sort of uh, I, I, mixed mixed uh, numbers in terms of what the viewership looked like, but some of the numbers that the Live shared look great. So, okay, let's dive into that next, viewership for the Live Tour, and then do you agree or disagree with that, Brian, next, that the best thing that could happen for golf is a Live golfer, say, Cam Smith, winning the Masters for golf, or is there another name out there that it'd be best for golf to win the Masters? We'll discuss it next, right here at the Gimme Zone on The Wrap. Back with you, it's the Gimme Zone right here on The Rep. So happy you're hanging out with us on a Friday. Brian is out and about. He's with the people over at the Common Grounds Coffee Festival. Brian, what's going on out there? Just a man of the people here, Josh. I tell you, do you hear how loud it is here? It is a buzz going around here. Everybody's getting some different coffee and seeing all the different vendors. This is fantastic. And as I teased it earlier, we're going to have Mr. Randy Gardner coming on here at the bottom of the hour. So he'll be fact, able... he's right in front of us, ready to go at the bottom of the hour. I but love you know it. what else we have going on today, Josh? We have so much going on today. We have all kinds of sports They'll be on KRSports.tv this evening and this afternoon, correct? We do, and I can't wait. We uh, we get our broadcast party started out at Chickasha 130, TV. I'll be a part of the the nightcaps out there. Let me get organized. I'll have a full schedule. I, yeah, I got them right here. here. I'll go with them, right? We got at 130, we have Norman North Girls versus Midwest City. That'll be from Chickasha, but on krefsports.tv if you can't get down there. And then at 6, we have Choctaw versus Westmore. We'll be at Chickasha High School as well. And then at 7.30 from Chickasha, we have Mustang versus Deer Creek. So we have three fantastic games for you basketball fans later today. Oh, and by the way, OU plays this afternoon in basketball, I believe 2 o'clock. And where else can you hear OU baseball at 1 o'clock, Josh? Where, Where do you hear that? Oh, you can hear that right here. On the, the ref, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and the app. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, all right. Do we want to kick in? Let's kick in Mr. Randy Gardner right now while we got him. Let's do it. Let's do it early. Let's do it early, Josh. He's standing here. I don't want to waste his time. Sure. <laughs> Randy, thank you for joining us and having us out here today. Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. This is a great day, beautiful weather, beautiful people. It's just, It's fantastic. Well, tell us about this event. You put this on. Tell us tell us what we need to know, how this event benefits our community and your organization. Tell us. Give us the lowdown here. So, yeah, so this is our second year. Uh, we're actually very pleased with the uh, turnout. Uh, 
uh, it's just been phenomenal. Uh, it is a event started at nine o'clock today. It'll go to three o'clock. Uh, what it really does is it does two things. It helps us to raise funds to uh, build housing, affordable housing, right here in our neighborhoods. Um, help families that are in need do uh, emergency repairs and, and ramps and stuff. So there's lots of benefits to that. Um, and then the second thing is it's really about us uh, being able to get out there and have a conversation with people about what we do. So uh, we think of coffee as a very communal event, conversation piece, right? You go have meetings and discussions and meet friends over coffee. And so we thought that's what we want to do here. We'll have coffee. We'll have people go by. We've got four tables here talking about our advocacy, our building, our reach out, our volunteers, everything that we do. And so it's given us a chance to really sell our program and, and people that's outstanding you guys to do so many good things for our community and you kind of rebranded yourself with a different name over the last uh, year year and a half tell us what that was walk us through that so yeah so uh, i mentioned 30 years uh we started out as sort of a community-based program then we became the norman habitat for many uh, a few years back they became cleveland county when they picked up what they called the geographic service area so we picked up all of cleveland county um, but uh, when I got there, we, we felt there was more of a need there, and so we expanded beyond that. And, uh, we're now in Pottawatomie County. So as you can imagine, Cleveland County didn't fit. It was a little more fitting to the region, uh, the south-central region. So we did with Rose Rock Habitat. It's just the, the next evolution. Randy, hey, I know that uh, it's obviously it's a fun day out there right now. Tell folks, the event is rolling along until 3 p.m., right? What all is going on out there? Well, yeah, people are coming out here, and they're sampling coffees. They're sampling uh, different foods like biscotti and uh, caramels and chocolates, um, some great artwork. We have some phenomenal artists out here uh, as far away as demonstrations playing. Uh, we're going to have some different uh, demonstrations as to how the artwork is being made. And so it's really an all-inclusive experience, uh, family-friendly. We have the library here doing sensory uh things for the kids and we're also doing uh, uh reading story time hours uh with some with the kids as well and so it's really a, a true family event to- awesome I, I i told josh earlier that i've been out to these fairgrounds many times this is as far as i've had to park you know? <laughs> i mean this parking lot is packed this place is, is hopping how yeah. much coffee have you had already uh, I haven't needed a whole lot, but uh, I started early, so I got in the I get into the early samples before everybody else got here. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopping pretty good, but it's just it's been phenomenal. So it, it's just people are loving it. The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, uh, and the beauty thing is, you know, you, if you like what you're sampling, uh, all these vendors out here tomorrow morning, the rest of the week, the rest of the month. So. Well, the beautiful thing is, it's a you know, it's a local community, but we got some yeah. regional vendors and all of that. How the best way that if they want to support Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity, how can we as folks in this area help? So yeah, just give us a call four zero five three six six two eight one three. You can talk to any of my staff members. Uh, let us know what your interests are, and we can make sure we get you plugged in. And that's that's a real focus for us is making sure. We align with your interests. So if that's construction, great. If it's uh, doing some service projects, great. If that's working in our restore, that's we're helping you do that as well. But uh, they can do that. They can also visit Rose Rock. And then we have a Facebook page out there. Just look up Rose Rock Habitat on the Facebook and show you all the great things we're doing in the community. Thank you for coming on with us. Thank you for having us out. Folks, get out here today. This is a great family event. I've seen families forward to many more of these. Absolutely. And really appreciate your time, sir. Well, thank you guys. You guys have been big, big-time supporters of ours, and we just absolutely love you guys. So, 
Thanks a lot, Randy. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All right, that was Mr. Randy Gardner, one of the finest gentlemen in all of Norman, I'll tell you that, in, in all sincerity. And, Josh, one of the things after we hit our next break that I would love to come back and hit is let's talk about Tiger Woods and steroids. Tiger Woods and steroids? Yep. I there's love a it. Lot going, there's been a lot buzzing around about that, and there's some interesting stats out there. And then I think we also need to, to talk a little bit about Bay Hill and the debacle that was John Daly several years back. I love it. Okay. So you have certainly piqued my interest with Tiger Woods steroids. Uh, I've got some live uh, TV numbers I can share with you as well. And uh, we'll do all of that next right here. Just a couple more segments. Still time for you to chime in if you want to. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And the uh, the old-fashioned phone lines available as well. We'd love to take your phone calls if uh, you know you can – you can override any of these topics before we get out of here if you give us a buzz, 405-329-9000. On the Riverwind Casino call-in line, a couple of uh, final segments here. It's the Gimme Zone on the ref. Back with you right after this. A couple more segments here on the Gimme Zone with you. Happy Saturday out there, everybody. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard and Jackson Robottom with you right here on the ref. Talking golf with you. Brian, you had the uh, tease of all teases before uh, that last segment came to a close there. Tiger Woods, <laughs> steroids, things are percolating. Tiger Woods, steroids. Where, where is this coming from? Uh-oh. I don't, know if, I don't know if Brian can hear us. And a tease At- is all it will be. Athletes Hold on. across different sports. What's that? Sorry, we, we, got, a little bit of a con- oh, we got a little and- bit of a connection problem with you, Brian. If you can... Maybe try and, okay. I don't know, hang up and see if we can. Well, you, you look fine now. Okay, so. We'll try and dial back in. So, we'll get, we'll get, uh, I, think you're, I think you're good now. So, take it away. Now that we've got you stable here, talk, All to, right, us, good. talk to us about Tiger Woods. That was, well, there was a big doctor down in Florida that was providing PEDs to a lot of other professional athletes. And there's rumors that they uh, believe Tiger was involved in that. And that he may have actually tested positive for two of the banned substances uh, on the PGA Tour whenever he had his car accident. So, my question, fact or fiction, do we think this is true? And would this potentially explain why Tiger Woods' body has broke down so much beyond the car wreck? I mean, think of all the issues he had even before that. Jackson, man, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Brian. This is the first I've heard of this, and oh, man, that's a tough one because it it's tough to say because Tiger Woods. If you're talking about if you're talking about just the steroid, fa- I mean, he's definitely been on painkillers, and so you can definitely say that certain types of steroids were were in effect. I don't. I don't know if that would necessarily if if he is really involved with that. Is it is it all just rumor right now, Brian? I believe it's just rumor. But Josh, would it explain how he bulked up so big so fast when he went from the skinny kid to all of a sudden look like he was just a workout machine? I know he worked out hard, but 
you know, working out hard, you don't see these other guys get that big, right? Well, I think there's always been at least uh, a portion of fans out there that have wondered, have wondered uh, physically if there was any sort of performance-enhancing drugs, steroids, what, what have you, for Tiger Woods. I would like to – I need the doctor to come out and really get on record before I, I'm ready to totally go down this pathway. But, look, I, I'm not going to sit there and, and say that it hasn't crossed my mind at a juncture or two that were there performance-enhancing drugs, were ster- steroids involved in some capacity for Tiger Woods, and is that a part of why, yes, the, the breakdown physically just across the board. I mean, the – I don't have the the list of injuries, and I wasn't full transparency prepared to, again, walk this alleyway with you this morning. So I don't have the timeline in front of me. I threw you a curveball, Josh. You did. You did. Threw us both a curveball there. (laughs) I'd like to say that I've at least, uh, I don't know, hit it down the foul line here. So we haven't totally struck out yet. But uh, I don't have the list or the timeline of all of the injuries for Tiger Woods. But just in a generic conversation sense can say, Yes, it makes you wonder in some capacity. But, again, I'd like to see or hear this doctor go out on the record. And if that happens, it's going to be it's going to be a media firestorm for Tiger Woods. He's, he's had media firestorms well, in the past. Do you think he'll ever get – you think it won't get covered up? Come on. Because part of this article, the question was, if so, why did the PGA Tour not suspend him? And then secondly, when they polled other golfers, only 24% of professional golfers thought that Tiger Woods had, in fact, used performance-enhancing drugs. So his competitors don't believe so. It'd be interesting if it ever shakes out. It would set golf upside down in the media, right? It it would. Um, I don't know how much it would tarnish his legacy necessarily because the fact is there's more to golf Uh, I'm I'm talking strictly within the confines of golf there's a lot more to golf than simply brute force and Bryson DeChambeau is learning that acutely you've still got to have touch you've still got to have finesse I don't I don't know I'm not saying it wouldn't tarnish his reputation and his legacy at all I just I don't know how much it would truly affect what Tiger Woods has become to people and so that, that's that's an interesting topic of discussion, and it will be interesting if this ever gets revisited by media, by us. It, do, it doesn't matter, but you, you've definitely put some, some different thoughts into our heads with, with this topic here, Brian. If uh, there was anything that what? came out in the way of it looks, it looks legitimately like this was the case and it's larger than 24% or the doctor spoke out very, very publicly and there were – some breadcrumbs that made it basically look like fact. Like, for example, Barry Bonds, we, we know, right? Uh, there's plenty of baseball guys that we, we know. We, 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 maybe we don't officially, officially know, but we basically know that they, they were on steroids, right? And it's tarnished. And I don't know if anybody, maybe Sands Sosa would sort of, and, and look, his impact to baseball, not the same as Tiger Woods' impact to golf, but I would say Sammy Sosa, at least for Cubs fans and to a generation of baseball fans that aren't St. Louis Cardinals fans that just hate the Cubs, Brian, I would say Sammy Sosa was beloved in a lot of ways during that time period of baseball, right? But even he would not be beloved to the degree well, that Tiger was. 
No, no. Tiger's, you know, if you if you go across all sports, he's in the top five, right? Of you know all time, probably. So, yeah. The difference is baseball has always had the mantra that it's not cheating if you don't get caught. Whereas golf, it's always been a gentleman's game based on honesty and integrity. There, to me, lies the biggest difference, Jackson. Okay, I, I'll, I will concede that point. You're absolutely right, Brian. I will concede that. We've got a phone call. Aaron has, uh, has chimed in with us or has given us a buzz here on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Aaron, what's up? Good morning. Welcome to the show. Wants to speak to you, Brian. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Brian, you remember me from Belmar? Yes, sir. How you doing? How are you, Aaron? Hey, good. I'm doing good. Thought, you? you know, I, I was just listening, and I saw the name of your show, The Gimme, and I just thought I, I need to call and say, Brian Vineyard never had any gimmies. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put them out, don't we, Aaron? Yeah. At least we, at least we had the, had the uh, facade of putting it out. Good, it depended on how much uh, money was on the line on that hole. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I just wanted to holler at you. Congratulations on everything. Appreciate that, Aaron. Very, very nice. Calling in. Hey, thank you, Aaron, for calling in. Appreciate it. Aaron's one of the great guys. Trying to trying to rib you there. <laughs> rib you there a little bit. Note oh, to, I know. Note to self, hey, don't I may have gimmies. given myself a few. I may have given myself a few. You never know. That's what all golfers do. We're, but we're not pros, right? Exactly. We go out. Hey, we pay for the round. We can do what we want out there. First off, send me the article, That's Brian. Right. And secondly, do you think there do you think there will be anything more from this conversation? Will we at any point get to where we're having large scale, widespread conversations about Tiger Woods and perhaps performance enhancing drug use? Only happens if the doctor rolls over on him, like you said. If that, if in fact he was doing it, we're just going to leave it as allegedly because it was on Twitter, a Twitter article. But I say it's something to keep an eye on. Well, it's if it's on social media, it's basically fact. It has to be true. Yeah, exactly. No (laughs) doubt. All right, hey, let's take one final timeout. I've got some viewership numbers. I want to. This is interesting. There's the Sports Business Journal that says the viewership numbers were one thing, and the live tours say, well, wait a second, that's not an accurate representation. So let's dive into that next, and then we'll call it a day. We'll update you on the Arnold Palmer leaderboard as well before we get out of here. Taking a final timeout. Give me zone right here on the ref. Common Grounds Coffee Festival rolls on. Brian, tell the people where you're hanging out at this morning. Hey, Josh. Everybody needs to get out here, Cleveland County Fairgrounds. It goes till 3 o'clock today. Fantastic event. It's called a coffee festival. Lots of coffee vendors, but there's lots of other vendors, too. We have art vendors. We've got other local, like Baked Bear, I believe, is here. So we have tons of local vendors So and regional vendors, as Randy told us. So come on out, bring your family, bring your pet if you like, and have a great time out here. Well, and obviously it goes toward a great cause, right? Well, absolutely. You know, Rose Rock, 
you know, Habitat for Humanity is doing some wonderful things, getting folks into houses in this in this uh, surrounding areas. We said it's no longer just Norman, no longer just Cleveland County, extends into Pottawatomie County. So some great things. I know we as a company have supported this organization for a long time and really believe in what they do. They're really helping folks that need help. Yeah, they, and, you know, for for folks that have uh, had some some damage from the recent storms i'm sure that uh, they, they've been helpful in, in that regard as well so the the live golf debut tv ratings they're in and the first report from the sports business journal gentlemen it wasn't pretty the sports business journal reporting that lives first event on the cw network received 291 thousand viewers on sunday that uh, per Josh Carpenter of the Sports Business Journal. By comparison, the Honda Classic that you, me, and everybody were looking at and saying, oh, my goodness, who the heck is playing in this event? It reeled in 2.38 million viewers on Sunday. But Lee Corso, ah, not so fast, my friend. The Live Golf shared some new numbers that paint a different picture. Using iSpot, which is a TV ad measurement and analytics company, as well as CW and Live Golf internal data, the upstart Live Golf circuit, financially supported, of course, by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, they report an audience of 3.2 million viewers across all linear and digital platforms for their season opening event in Mexico for the Maya Coba event. So that 3.2 million is a lot different from 239,000 viewers. Uh, what do you make of all of this, Brian? Josh, we live this every day, you know, with these Nielsen stuff. It's, uh, you know, such a small sample, and, you know, it's crazy because many of these ratings do not take into account what you're you're doing on your streaming, and I'm sure the comprehensive number that the Live put together includes all of that. And streaming is such a big facet of today's viewership, as we know. As people skew younger, they stream a whole lot more than watching traditional TV, just like they do, you know, with, with terrestrial radio, right? Many of the younger, under 35 crowd, they're going to stream it, whether it's video, audio, whatever. So I would think the real number somewhere in between, but ultimately... As the live goes forward and tries to get additional sponsors, they will have to prove out those numbers, right? Those sponsors are not just going to take that for for good measure. But I do think it was higher than two hundred ninety-one thousand. Let's come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no way it was only two hundred ninety-one thousand. Um, ballpark. If it's going to rest somewhere in the middle, all things said, probably going to be closer to maybe one and a half million, one in one million seven hundred fifty thousand, somewhere in there. But I, I don't know. Did you guys did you guys actually end up watching any of the live event this last week? Like actually watching the coverage? I I did not. Okay, so it was interesting. I, I did. Yeah, I did. Jackson, what? I but but again, I watched it on the app. I didn't I didn't try to find the CW. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know what it was like on the app. I actually I I have the CW. I was able to watch some of that, and. It was very interesting. I actually really enjoyed what they were doing. And let me know if they did anything a little bit different, Brian, on on the app. But when they were on the CW, it was really cool because they and they implemented a lot more 
statistical data onto the screen. And so they actually gave you percentages on screen. If somebody hit the fairway, what's the likelihood they're going to score lower? And so this is the scoring average for people who hit the fairway versus who miss left, who miss right. They had that, they had that on the screen. And they did a lot of really cool things setting up the... Uh, setting up the displays and getting the views of the holes. They did really cool drone shots. Technologically, very advanced stuff that they were implementing into their into their coverage. And so there's a lot of stuff there that looked pretty world-class. And some of the things that the PGA Tour isn't doing that a lot of people like me who are kind of nuts and are just curious about what these guys are doing, you get a lot more of that information with what I was seeing on the actual broadcast. Production quality is much much in advance and and I did go back and and not live but sort of like rewatched what they have on the uh the the live golf website and I, I gotta say too what Jackson is talking about Brian I have been impressed with the I don't think it was terrible this time a year ago but they've definitely taken a big step forward just in production quality oh they have and that that will help their product and they needed to but it's a building process when you you start anything new, right? Even with all the resources in the world, you have to be smart about the resources that you deploy, and I think they are getting smarter about that. And and I do think it's it's becoming a good product. I think some of the traditionalists still think it's too gimmicky, and, and some of the new technology that Jackson referenced earlier, they don't like that because, well, it didn't used to always be that way. You know, it's kind of my, you know, you know, we've said around the office, Josh, it's my least favorite saying, well, that's the way we've always done it. Well, that it, does that make it right today? Right. Let's look at how we can bring a different experience because you know what I think the live is going to do is they're going to skew their audience way younger than a traditional PGA Tour audience. And what does that do? That sets you up for the future, not the past, which is, hey, if I'm building a business, you know, I would rather be set for the future than the past. So we've got about a minute and a half. Brian, I wanted to let you tell everybody where you're at one final time and invite them out one final time. And then just a general question for you. Jordan Spieth, is he winning this weekend? Common Grounds Coffee Festival right here at Cleveland County Fairgrounds. Goes till 3 o'clock today. Fantastic. Good time for all. $10. Virtually nothing to get it. Gonna win this week. I'm going with Zander There you go, Brian. Hey, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate you from out there. Thank you, guys. That's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Vineyard, signing off from out there at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds for the Coffee Grounds Festival. Uh, that's uh, been pretty awesome to support the Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity. Okay, same question for you. Jordan Spieth, is he winning this weekend? Who, who do you like? Um, I, man, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he does it. I'm oh! going to go with him. I've been taking the underdogs for so long, and I was right on Chris Kirk, by the way, for the Honda. I called Chris Kirk. He yep, won. Yep, yep, ding, So ding, I'm, ding. I'm one for three now. I'm going to go with Jordan. I'm going to take the favorite where he's sitting at right now. Jordan Spieth wins at Bay Hill. Can I, can I also take Spieth? Why not? Do it, man. I, I want to get one right here. I think Spieth's winning. Spieth's going to do it. Yeah, Spieth's getting it done this weekend. All right, hey, uh, speaking of getting it done this weekend, we're done for this weekend. Everybody have a great rest of uh, your weekend out there. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Gibby Zone. So long, everybody. <laughs>